Thank you for listening to Draw Near with Fred and Kara. And Fred and I have a little treat for all of you listeners. What is that treat, Kara? We are coming out with a new podcast over the course of this next year, in addition to Draw Near, of course. And that new show is called My Lord and My God. The focus of that show will be on encountering Christ in the Eucharist. Kara, that's something that has been a big part of our journey, is how we've encountered Christ in the Eucharist and how we desire to help others draw near to Christ and draw near to one another. And guess how another place we do that is most profoundly in the Eucharist. Yeah, absolutely. And it's coming at a very good time when that this is a national effort within the church of helping people to grow in understanding of who we are truly receiving in the Eucharist, but also um, growing in our love for Christ, as you said, whenever we encounter him at the Mass and in, in adoration and all of these things. So we're covering all of those topics in this new show, My Lord and My God. And we have a series of guests coming on, sharing their conversions and their experience with Christ in the Eucharist. Um, So we really wanted to invite all of our listeners of Draw Near to also check out this new show. Mm -hmm. Kara, I think it's funny because you've always wanted to do a show on the Eucharist, on Draw Near. And it's also funny because like Draw Near, we got that name from the Road to Emmaus. Yeah, which is a very Eucharistic passage. Yes, yes. But I think it's funny because your desire for one show of Draw Near on the Eucharist God has allowed that yeah. and his inspiration to become a weekly show, yeah. uh, at least for one year, dedicated to the Eucharist. I know. So. I feel like it never happened because it was like, there's so much to talk about <laughs> yeah, about the Eucharist. Is. So anyway, so we're taking up all of those things over the course of the year. So we wanted to put out a few previews for all of our Draw Near listeners uh, that you hopefully enjoy and can check out our new show. Yes. And if you want to learn more about it, of course, follow on your favorite podcast platform, but you can also visit the website at drawnear.me. So enjoy this preview. It's only through your willingness and the grace of the Lord that your encounter with Jesus in the Eucharist changes your life. Right. So you have to have that grace from him for it to make a difference. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's perhaps, I think that's like, it's so true. He wasn't there when he says, you know, he breathed on them, says, receive the Holy Spirit. Thomas wasn't there. Yeah. And yeah. so maybe they had that additional grace where they could recognize him mm-hmm. and Thomas and have that strong faith. And Thomas might not, he right. wasn't there yet. He wasn't right. ready yet. Yeah. And how many of us right. have had those experiences? Or maybe you're having that now where you're just not there yet. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, we can all relate to those kind of moments in our lives. Yeah. Kara, I also see in this this account, an element of grace building on nature. Mm -hmm. Like Thomas, in a way, just like Peter, he was pretty bold. Mm -hmm. Like when when Jesus wants to visit Lazarus, when he hears he's not doing well, the the apostles say, no, you know, for fear. And and Thomas, no, let's go die with him, you know? (laughs) And I think he's just as bold in his doubts. Mm -hmm. He's not not afraid to just be honest. Yeah. That's how I see him too. Mm. I feel like sometimes Thomas gets like this bad rap, doubting Thomas. And so he's known as the doubter. Like right. he's the apostle who doubted and we we give him this bad rap. But I actually feel like in this passage how it how I read it is almost like the other apostles, they were doubting. Right. They were afraid. I mean, actually in scripture it says, you know, they were still in the upper room eight days later. And then Jesus appears. With the door shut and locked. They were afraid. Mm -hmm. And 
Jesus appears to them and they were overjoyed. They were happy, but they still had questions. Right. But they didn't tell him they had questions. Right. So it's almost like, you know, if you ever imagine being in a conversation with somebody and you're like, I wonder what they're thinking. Are they like, are they <laughs> yeah. accepting what I'm saying? And like, they're not willing to share with you their right. honest thoughts. That's how the apostles were. And yet Thomas is the opposite. He right. is willing to share his honest thoughts. Yeah. I am struggling with this. I need to see him. I need to see his wounds. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think the, the thing we sometimes miss in that passage is. Jesus gives him exactly what he, he asks for. Yeah. At no point does he rebuke him for his doubt. Yeah. He actually shows up in the room. Thomas didn't tell Jesus, I need to see your wounds. He, Jesus wasn't in the room. He shows right. up in the room and immediately, here's my hands. Here's my side. Right. He knew what he needed. Yeah. yeah. He does say, blessed are those who see yeah. or believe without seeing. Without seeing. But that's not a rebuke of Thomas. Mm -hmm. Another thing, Kara, that came to me as I was reflecting on this passage is Thomas' doubt reminding me of the woman with the issue of blood. Mm -hmm. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar, that's the lady who, when Jesus was traveling on his way to perform another miracle, actually, uh, she she had been to many doctors. No one could help her. She'd been bleeding for years. And she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, mm -hmm. she would be healed. I see a parallel in that. In some ways, I think Thomas is saying the same thing. Yeah. Only she's speaking from a place of faith, whereas Thomas is speaking more from doubt. But the desire they both have is the same. If you think about it, Thomas wasn't there. Perhaps Thomas was crushed by the death of his Lord. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, he says, let in boldness, let's go die with him. But he flees mm -hmm. when the time actually comes. Maybe he was discouraged and feeling unworthy. Who knows? Maybe he had come to a place of sorrow and bitterness that in some way he recognized the only way he could be healed mm -hmm. was to touch him that substantially. Mm -hmm. And he was right. Right. Actually, the Lord gave him that. I like that connection with the the hemorrhaging woman. And so I kind of want I want to repeat it because I feel like it, that's very beautiful and it's worth repeating. So you're saying that her words, if I could only touch his garment, is coming from a place of faith. Like I mm. know when I touch his garment, I will be healed. And Jesus actually even recognizes right. that your yeah. faith has saved you. Mm -hmm. So he's fine that he feels power flowing from him. It's because mm -hmm. her faith is what drew that out. And then Thomas, if I could only touch him, right. says the same thing. Yeah, I, but I mean, his is like, I, can, I have to touch him to believe.